you're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast. Brought to you by Arma Energy. Presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Podcast, brought to you by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, and Fly Racing. I am your host, Brad Gebhart, and thank you for joining me for show number 95. Tonight on the show, we've got the 195 of Armando Fair, all the way down there in Tennessee. Armando, how's it going? It is going good. How about you, Brad? Hey, not too bad, man. It's uh, Snow is melting up here. All things are good. The sun is uh, just about to set about 6 p.m. on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon in uh, on the 11th of March. I understand you're on the way home from the gym. Yeah, that's correct. Just got done with some, some hardcore physical training. Absolutely. Make that body big and strong so you can throw around that swivel storage Kawasaki uh, every single weekend. Uh, I understand that you're getting ready for uh, some Loretta Lynn's qualifiers coming down the pipe. Yeah, that's right. We got areas, we got, I think, I think it's two months of, of solid straight area qualifiers and then it's on to regionals. Well, that's excellent. Uh, like, is it, a, is it a, a series that you have to compete in to, to qualify or is it one single event that you can qualify out of? It's, uh, you, you got to qualify, it's, you go from an area qualifier to a regional qualifier, which get, then gets you to Loretta's pretty much, you get top eight at an area qualifier, and, and you don't, no, there's no series or anything, you show up in an area, you sign up, you pay your fees, and then, uh, if you get top eight, well, even if you get, yeah, if you get top eight, then, then it shoots you over to a regional, you got to go to the regional, if you get top eight there, then you're into Loretta's. And then you're in the show, um, yeah, yeah. What, what, what kind of uh, what kind of expectations do you have for this weekend? Uh, uh, are are you you looking pretty good? And what classes will you be completing in? Well, as as, as long as I get as long as I get starts, I, I know I can run with the top guys. And I'm I'm running C class here, 250C and 450C. Um, it's I I know I have the speed to run with the top guys. It's just a matter of getting starts, and that's what I, I've been struggling with starts recently, but. Hoping to get it together this weekend. Right on. Well, you were quite the dominant sea rider up here in Canada, but uh, as I come to find out, every time I'd go down to go race in District 23, uh, the C class in the states is a little bit different than the C class here up here in Canada. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the adjustment from you coming up, uh, living and racing up here for a long period of time, uh, dominating the C class, and then uh, heading south. Yeah, I was. It was a bit of a shock to the system. I, I came here kind of expecting to to at least get top five, you know, the first two races in, in C-Class and then move on up to B, but that was not the case. I I found out quickly that C here is, is definitely a B-Class Manitoba rider. That's for sure. Like, it seems like uh, like you've always had a lot of good control on the bike, and uh, from what I could tell when I went down there, not to say that uh, a lot of you got a lot of sandbaggers down there staying down in the lower classes. It just seems like there's mm-hmm. so much talent all the way through just because uh, you haven't missed too many weekends off of riding since heading south, have you? Exactly, yeah. They, like, we can ride here all year round, the guys, and, like, all, all the guys that train at, at training facilities like GPS and, 
and Millsaps Train Still, you know, all that. They, I mean, they they live at the track, and for them, for them, they, it's it's what they do. It's it's just like for anyone else going to a job, it's what they do. So you came back and did some racing uh, in late July last year for the doubleheader here in Pilot Mound, Manitoba. Uh, did you race in the, C- the B class? How'd you fare? Yeah, I, I was I was actually forced to race B class because of the of my I guess position in C class the year before mm-hmm. before I moved. And uh, I mean, top three starts I think every moto, and I finished finished top ten in every moto as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember whether or not uh, why I didn't didn't see out there very much because I do a lot of the announcing, but then I remembered that I was in those motos nowhere near where you're at. <laughs> you, uh, you've definitely acquired a fair bit of speed uh, since starting racing. When did you start racing, uh, and how did you get in- introduced to the sport you love so much? Oh, when was it? I think, if I remember correctly, August 29th. Uh, 2010 in Balder. That was my first race weekend. Uh, oh wow! My you... good, yeah, my good buddy Marvin Penner from Arbor. He uh, he got me to come along. It was it was there was a clinic at, a clinic in Morden the Saturday before, and so he just wanted to take me there. And and it it rained probably two inches that day, and I just had a blast in the mud. I remember Josh Penner. He he made me do some push-ups in the mud there yet, and, and I don't think I'll ever forget that. But uh, but yeah, then the next day I'm all jacked up and all pumped and just ready to ride. And I told my parents and I'm just like, hey, can I can I race? You know, like like I just want to get this over with. I just want to race. So after borrowing some gear and because my my one set of gear was all muddy from the day before, and then we started racing there. And I haven't looked back since. No kidding. Uh, start, start hitting the ground running uh, in the mud. I think I remember that race. Uh, would, would that have been the, the mud race, like the where it snowed and it was like kind of crazy? No, that that boulder, this is the second boulder. The boulder before, I, I've heard about that one, but I, I wasn't at that one, no. Okay, yeah. No, we had snow on the ground for one of the boulders this ye- that particular year. Uh, yeah. Not the greatest of conditions, but uh, uh, did end up taking sixth in a moto by only completing one lap. Um <laughs> But uh, no, I was, uh, had to save the motorcycle, but still acquired some good championship points. Um, you were successful up here, Armando. You, you, you took to this sport really quickly. And uh, who were who those riders up here anyway that uh, like, kind of helped you along and, and got you to that next level? I got to think that Marv Penner is uh, one of those people. Yeah, I got to give a huge shout out to him. I mean, he, he pretty much took me by the hand and just carried me through my, through my whole career in Manitoba. Like, he, he took me to all the races, and uh, we, we always rode together, being the, kind of the only ones that raced from our area. Then, I mean, we rode together every week. We, we went to the races together, and so, so it was more than just friends. Like, we, we were just, it, it was family, you know, and so that was, it was good to, uh, I think that was a huge reason of why, why I love racing so much, just going with him. And, and yeah, and all, like, all the clinics that I went to, I, I specifically remember quite a few Josh Penners and Ryan Miller clinics that I went to that, that really just helped me progress forward in, in my technique and everything. Yeah, get those basics down pat so that you can go out yeah. and uh, dominate those motos. It's actually uh, unfortunate that you were never able to race uh, a full season in the B class here because, of course, uh, uh, we've got uh, a, a trophy up here uh, for the most sportsmanlike uh, B-level rider, and that's the, called the Ryan Roy Award, and uh, it was given yeah. out. Um, I think the year that you you were done, or the year before you left, it would have been. Yeah. Uh, 
Ben Gilmore who won it. And uh, I, I got to think that uh, regardless of how your 2014 season would have been, if you would have been racing in the B class here in Manitoba, um, that award would have been yours, man. I can't think of someone who uh, is uh, has, has more of a, a gen- more gentle demeanor. Uh, and I mean that in the most complimentary way. Uh, you, you, you approach a sport very with uh with the right attitude and just uh super sportsmanlike and uh yeah it, it your love for the sport comes out so uh yeah it's uh, not like in I, I if 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 i was handing out that award i would i'd probably uh, give that one to you well i appreciate that that's that's an honor to hear that thank you right on man well like you had a very very like we said very dominant 2013 in the c-class here in manitoba uh one of the only riders that was uh jumping all the jumps and uh getting a little bit shife over the finish line uh tabletops uh here in manitoba and just just enjoying a lot of success ripping through the pack uh almost at will um uh, but you had yourself a pretty scary crash uh towards the uh, the end of the series uh where did that happen how did it happen and uh tell us a little bit about how you had to wrap up that championship at the end of the year uh as a wounded warrior yeah i was uh that was a unique year for me i uh it was i think end of august i went to uh J- jimmy dakota he had a him and josh penner they kind of got together they had a clinic there at, at Toronto Motorsports and uh, and uh, I figured hey that sounds like fun so I went and uh, we were just doing one-on-ones at the end of the day and I remember me and Lofton we, we did a start we, we got hauling and, and the smallest the smallest double on the track I don't know how what happened or how it happened or but I remember there's a little bit of a mud hole kind of right before it so I went through it and I must have gotten sideways and I guess I hung onto the bike thinking that maybe it was going to be a small enough crash. I'd just get up and get, get going. But it bounced me weird enough to where the foot peg came up in between my neck brace and my helmet. And I decided that it was time to give a taste test of that. So I got to, got to filter a few teeth out and stuff like that. And we were good to go again. So uh, I was not, a, I didn't have the opportunity to be there on that particular day. But uh, I hear that uh, you had a couple of teeth uh, stuck in the top of your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I had, uh, I believe it was two keys stuck in the top of my mouth, and uh, it was just my lip holding my mouth together. Other than that, like from the underneath my chin to my lip, it was torn open. And uh, yeah, so that was, I didn't feel, the bizarre thing was, I didn't feel any pain until whatever it was, five hours later when I left the hospital getting all stitched up. Yeah, that could have, mustn't have been uh, uh, comfortable for you. I've only had uh, something similar to that one time, uh, and and not not as many stitches as you. But uh, you you got stitched up, uh, and you of course the 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 best outlook on life known to man. You just got a great personality, great mentality, great uh, approach to things. You uh, you you got got healthy. I think you took almost maybe one full week off of the bike altogether you skipped one race but uh then it was time to, to wrap up a championship that uh you didn't 100 percent have uh the um you didn't have the points lead 100 percent locked up for you to be able to coast the rest of the series out so uh in i believe it was the final race in in altona pilot you had to uh Oh, Pilot Mound, that's right. Pilot Mound. Yeah. Actually, you sat out Altona. You were there because uh, yeah. I remember you came up and talked to me while I was in the booth while Jimmy Dakotas was taking my 252 stroke to six moto wins. Um, yeah, yeah. 
and yeah, you were all stitched up. The you weren't talking so great, uh, but nevertheless, uh, you assured me that I'm coming back out next week. Next weekend, um, from a mental standpoint, what was it like knowing you were going to a race day uh, with some pain in the mouth, and uh, and then also to put in a pretty good performance and uh, go out and and dominate uh, towards the finish line? Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you'd ask Jimmy what what my first words were out of my mouth when he got to me there on the track when I was down. He, I think my first words were, oh boy, there goes my championship. And uh, yeah, at the time I was, I was leading both Open C and 250C and and uh, so, and then there was a one week break and then there was Altona and then Pilot Mountain. And uh, I raced Pilot Mountain and I managed to salvage third overall in both classes. That's, that's not, that's a little bit of all right, isn't it? Yeah, I was I was I was pumped on that, but I was kind of bummed that I couldn't get couldn't get the overall first. No kidding. Uh, I, uh, I believe you had a, a bit of bad luck on one of the motos, correct? Uh, yeah, one of the motos I, I took a little bit of a spill. It was a little bit muddier that weekend, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, was, you, you never know what you're going to get up here in Manitoba. The weather is wild, and uh, and so are the tracks. Uh, what are one of the tracks that you you miss uh, riding, uh, having uh, been down in uh, Tennessee for so long now? Oh, I definitely miss the the dark the dark black dirt of, of Pilot Mountain. That's that was always a highlight for me to go there. I loved loved just the layout and the whole flow of the place. And and out here in Tennessee, all we get is the is the red clay sand mixture, which is awesome to ride, but it, it's not the same as that black dirt. Totally, that red red, red regumbo that uh, in the right conditions is like Velcro to ride on. Uh, your your tires yeah. hook up all the time. Um, <laughs> what's it like riding down there in in Tennessee? Like, you, or you've got the like you said, you got that red clay sand mix, and uh, like, does it does it get into everything? Um, like, what what's what are some of the tracks that you're enjoying to ride down there? There are, I mean, I, I thought when we moved here that it was going to be, oh, within five minutes we'll have ten tracks to ride, but that wasn't the case. It's still, I still got to go about two hours kind of for my closest closest place to ride as far as as far as the racetrack. I mean, there I got I have friends here that have private tracks that we ride on, like that, so that's that helps me out. But but as far as racing goes, I still got to drive quite a ways for races, but. But yeah, there's uh, Fast Farms in Altamont, Tennessee. It, it's a phenomenal track. It's uh, it, it's hold, it's hosting an area qualifier this year, and uh, yeah, it's it's just an all-around awesome track to ride. Uh, there's also Mill Creek, which is in uh, Pell City, Alabama, and that, it's it's that what yeah, it's just it's a much faster-paced track, and it's just a super fun track to ride. That's excellent, man. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you're having fun down there. Uh, when did you receive the news that you were going to be heading south? Uh, because at the end of 2013, it was just kind of a far gone conclusion that uh, us in the B class were going to have to deal with you coming up and uh, asserting yourself as a as a top five guy up here in the B class. Uh, and then all of a sudden, poof, you're gone. And um, it was uh, much to the surprise of a lot of guys that uh, you ended up moving. Um, I guess it must have been one of your parents getting a, a new job opportunity down there. Uh, how did that all come about? Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened that that winter there, and uh, my parents, my parents both worked at the same place, and, and the company, the company shut down there in Arbor, and uh, and uh, they, they had a sister company here in Tennessee, and so they kind of gave the opportunity to my parents to come here and and i 
figured, well, hey, that's the perfect opportunity to go whip and, and ride all year round. So, so I took it. Yeah, sign me up. Now it's yeah. it's time for the Bills Pipes pick your poison questions. Uh, a little bit of uh, this or that. Not 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 necessarily the most serious questions in the world, uh, but uh, nevertheless, we'll rip through these and then we'll hit it commercial. Sound good? All right, sounds good. All right, on the Bills Pipes pick your poison. Start it off with Coke or Pepsi. I have to say Pepsi. Uh, Jimmy John's or Chipotle. Oh, I've never been to Jimmy John, sadly, but so I'm gonna have to say Chipotle because Chipotle is pretty good. Well, with a name like Armando, I can't imagine you'd pick anything else. <laughs> uh, two stroke or four stroke? Four stroke. Manitoba or Tennessee? Oh, depending what time of the year, but Manitoba is pretty awesome. But I do like Tennessee as well. Fair enough. Uh, Ricky Carmichael or Ryan Villapoto? Ricky Carmichael. Carmichael it is. Supercross yeah. or outdoors as far as watching? As far as watching, Supercross I think is a lot more fun to watch, but but yeah, I mean I watch I watch outdoors for the for watching for the technique part of it. Sure. Uh dry and slick or muddy as all heck? So I would say muddy. Muddy's more fun than dry. Muddy is a lot more fun than dry. Yeah. Uh, Six-inch sub or footlong? Footlong, definitely. Chicken or beef? Chicken. Blondes or brunettes? They're all pretty awesome, aren't they? I, hey, I don't discriminate, my friend. <laughs> all right, now, if would you be so kind uh, to uh, send it to commercial for us? All right, this is Armando Fair, number 195, on the back Cowie. And this is commercials for you. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than hair and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. 
from the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. And we're back. Uh, Armando, before you, we, we hit the commercial, you had mentioned that uh, you're a swivel uh, storage athlete. And uh, most people are un unaware of uh, the, the benefits of swivel storage. And it also happens to... Uh, be the re basically the reason why we ended up talking so much at the races is that uh, I do the announcing and your Kawasaki looks like a KTM. Why is that? Well, I I have to I have to give that credit to Marvin Penner as well. I mean, he he's the one that took me all the races, and so I figured I'd have to give back a little bit. And, and he he is the part owner of Swivel Storage Solutions, and they're I guess their whatever you want to call it main color is is the orange, and so. I figured I'd make my whole bike orange, and that is why uh, I think about 95% of everyone says that my bike's a KTM. That's true. In fact, uh, I think it was at um, Minnedosa 2012 that uh, I first saw the uh, the matching bikes, and yeah, they're white plastics with uh, black, orange, and white uh, graphics, and uh, uh, you'd, you'd have to forgive me. I for sure thought it was a KTM, but nevertheless, uh, it was it was in fact Kawasaki, and uh, is there any reason why you prefer Kawasaki? It seems to be uh, now you've got uh, two of them, and you're, you're, you're fourth in, uh, in only four or five years. Yeah, uh, Kawasaki's just been, I mean, I... Well, I started off on the Honda 150, and I loved it. But when I moved up to big bikes, Scott Harlan there at Trans Canada, he he gave me a deal I couldn't resist, and so I just went with him. And I've I've never never ridden any other bike. It's just I, I love the Cowie. It, it feels good. It it's just it's just a good bike to ride. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Uh, I've I've always had Kawasaki's ever since 2001. Uh, they came out with the 85 that year and uh, just hit the ground running. Um, what's the local scene down like there like? I got to imagine when you found out you were heading south, uh, you had to start figuring out where you're gonna race, uh, who who you'd be racing against, and uh, and how often you can line up behind the gate. Yeah, that was uh, that was unique going to going to a race kind of feeling like like I didn't belong or whatever but but it didn't take but a race or two and, and people started welcoming me and as oh. I love the sport you you just broke up like crazy so could, could you re re-answer that question so we can I can oh. edit that properly yeah um, 
yeah, when we got here, then uh, it was weird going to the races because I being the only one, like I didn't, I didn't have anyone to go with, and so being by myself, that it felt weird. But it didn't take but one race, and then we, I, we already had friends. It was, it, we had, it was just motocross. You got family. You were welcomed by the family down in Tennessee, uh, our cousins yeah. to the south. Um, now, you've got a pretty impressive list of sponsors, and uh, forgive me if I forget any, but uh, FXR, Garnet Boots, Just One Helmets, Moto Seat, Moto Graphics, because companies are very original with their names, and Mika Metals, as well as Swivel Storage. Um, did I miss any? Uh, I think there's DP1 air filters in there, uh, Vertex, Hot Cams, Hot Rod. Yeah, uh, Privateer Racing League is another What's big that? one. Privateer Racing League is the team that I'm on here. It's uh, Brian McDonald, former pro. He is uh, he's got his a training regiment here, and I uh, and I train with him, so I'm part of the team. And and it's yeah, it's it's a good good place to be. Well, that's excellent. Uh, for for some of those who uh, of that local scene, uh, the, the, one of those sponsors that you have might be a little bit foreign to them. Uh, how did the folks from the southeast Midwest area kind of? Uh, how did they like the, the the FXR gear? Oh, they love it. I there there's not a weekend that goes by where I don't get compliments on the gear. Where where someone will come up to me, man, I love your gear. Where can I get it? Like it stands out so much. I love it. Like it's just it's cool to cool to see that i mean i've met i met two riders down here with fxr and so it, it i definitely do stand out and it's i i, I would i love to i love wearing fxr it's the best gear there is best gear there is now tell me a little bit more about this this uh, privateer racing team that you're on uh, how long you've been involved and uh, what's all to do with uh, being on that team privateer racing league yeah that's uh, i started i think it was July last year, something like that. Sometime that around there, and uh, pretty much Brian McDonald. He he's also Michael Essie's trainer. I don't know if you've ever known that, but he, yeah, he trains Michael Essie and Alex Ray and Bryce Clipple and a couple other pros. And uh, and so yeah, and so he yeah he uh, he sets up clinics and we go to tracks and and he trains with us at the track. And so uh, yeah, just. The way that he trains, the way that he teaches, whatever, the whole riding concept, it's so different from anyone else that I've ever gone to. Like, it's it's a whole fresh new look on, on how to ride and, and like, line choices and stuff like that. It's, it's cool. So uh, what type of things have you uh, picked up from those guys, uh, and, and what kind of Manitoba flair have you brought down to them? Oh, that's a good question. I think a huge thing that I've learned is is uh, is aggression and line choice is huge, and making making the right cut at the right time. You can you can come into the corner so much slower, but as long as you exit faster, that's that's what you need. As long as your ex- exit speed is up there, then you're good to go. That's interesting. Uh, like. I gotta imagine, like from for you especially, aggression would have to be uh, something that you have to kind of uh, you'd have to work on because uh, not to knock you whatsoever, but you're a pretty mild-mannered guy, and I can't imagine <laughs> you getting too worked up over much. Um, so, is that something you have to work on? Is that is that you uh, have to get out there and uh, be a little bit more uh, assertive? Yeah, that's, that's definitely my weakness is 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 pushing hard when it, when I need to push. I mean, 
I can go out there and do a long moto, but but for me to go out there and make the aggressive pass to to maybe take a line where where I need to push just that little bit extra more, it, it's it's tough for me to do that, but but I'm learning. Well, that's excellent, man. Um, not only are you uh, one of the only guys uh, that are, is down there in uh, FXR gear, but uh, you're the first rider I ever saw post a picture of, of the Just One helmet, only uh, three months after those helmets were first brought into the United States, uh, and you debuted it at the Minios last year. Um, how did you get your hands on one of those helmets, and uh, what can you tell us about uh, Just One? Just One helmets. I love them. They're... Uh... I actually got them with through Privateer Racing League. I, I get sponsorships through them, and and they were able to to work a deal out with Just One. And so, yeah, many uh, many hours of last year in, in a day or back in Florida, we uh, we got our helmets there. And and at first, I was a little bit leery. I was like, man, I, I love my helmet that I have now. It it fits so good. I was worried that it wasn't going to fit right or something like that. And uh, I put it on and, and at first it's a little bit tight, but as soon as I started riding, it's just like you, you don't even you can't even tell that you have a helmet on your head. It's it's like it's the lightest helmet there is. I love it. That's excellent. Uh, looking forward to working with those guys closely. I think they've uh, they've got one in the mail for me. Um, I have, like you've got the all black version right now. Uh, any plans to do like some custom paint work uh, or something like along those lines? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get a new one eventually this year. Yes sometime before Loretta's anyways well uh, I can tell you this much for free if uh, if you ended up qualifying for Loretta's which I think you probably will uh, I think we're going to hook you up with uh, with Josh Gray over at Shades of Gray Helmet Painting and uh, we'll make sure that he uh, he makes that helmet of yours uh, one of a kind that's awesome that would be sweet no problem at all, my friend. Um, so, uh, when are we going to see you back? Um, when are, like when when can we expect to uh, see the 195 back up here with uh, yellow backgrounds on? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm actually coming back to Manitoba uh, April 18th for Marvin's wedding. But other okay. than that, I don't I don't know when I'm going to bring the 195 there. I'm, I would like to this summer, but as We'll have to see about that, depending on how the schedule goes and where where finances all go. But this, if not this summer, then next summer for sure. Awesome. Well, it's always good to have you back up here. Uh, you may be from Tennessee now, but you'll always be a Manitoba son. Manitoba's always home. Right on, man. Well, um, this has been amazing. I really appreciate you taking some time talking with us and uh, giving my fans a bit of a lowdown on a little bit of, uh, like I said, ManCon, man uh, a little Manitoba uh, content to, uh, yeah, just get uh, your take on some things, tell your story, and uh, hopefully everyone will enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks right for on, man. Me. You have yourself a great evening, and uh, we'll talk to you again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.